architecture a huge staple in my life. Find me here each month trying to unpack the question, is architecture dying? I hope to inspire and shake things up just a little on the real on architecture. Hi and welcome to The Real on Architecture. Thank you for joining me on another podcast. Um, I'm not sure if I uh, mentioned this before, but I I have a Patreon account. Um, It will be in the link and it will be awesome if um, those who listen can sponsor this video, sponsor these podcasts. Um, Also, my book, my children's book, that helps, um, or let's just say, seeks out to bring forth the future architects of the world. Um, it's my first book. It's There's more to come that's going to be focused on architecture for kids and really fun. And it's going to be about singing. It, it allow, I, I like to combine and I like the idea of music with storytelling. So um, please get the information in the link that's going to be in this um, podcast description area. You can also check out my website where you can find all the info for that. Um, all right, so let me get into this very heavy hitter podcast episode. Something to um, really get the mind thinking, you know, and really get our marbles going because... This podcast um, episode will require a bit of um, solution thinking. So it was. It's, I'm going to hit you with the information, or let's just say the idea or the or slash conversation. Um, and you can take the information and analyze it, um, reply, let me know what you think, keep, you know, what your thoughts are. Um, if you have some suggestions, uh, solutions, or techniques um, as to how to get around these areas, let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, let's begin. So this podcast, I think of it, I'm not sure I'm going to title it yet, but um, I'm thinking in my head I'll call it the conundrum of work. I think, I don't want to say work in the world, but let's just say work in the U.S. and economies and um, that functions like a lot, you know, a lot like the U.S. Uh, so, yeah. So this is, um this podcast is based on um, some realizations I've been having and also some conversation I've been having with friends. Um, and... Some things came to mind. Some people might call this progressive ideas. Um, and it might be considered that. Uh, but, you know, how I wanted to say how does this relate to architecture. Because architecture is a skilled work. And I'm finding specific... I think I mentioned this in the last... Um, in the last podcast... There are some gaps um, that I'm finding in uh, architecture that could be exploited. Um, and not to our benefit as an architect or designer. So this is where this idea of the conundrum of work will come into will come, you know, come into to play. 
Um, many youngsters, even older people, because people go back to college at different ages, you know, you have to have, um, you have to come up and ask yourself certain questions, which I've had to um, ask myself as well. Would you prefer or would you pick a highly skilled industry or job to get into which would require you to have brains um, and to and a specialty in or taking the gamble of diving into the hamster wheel of work? Um, when I think of a highly skilled job, I think architecture is skilled to a degree but what I'm finding now is it's becoming less and less of a skill that um, requires so much school uh, because you can learn everything you really need in architecture in terms of drafting and the basics just in within two years or a year. And what I'm going to see in the next in the next section will give you a better understanding of what I mean, the the big the bigger the the gaps and the things that are happening in architecture as well that would affect our bottom dollar as you know, as you will find out. This is a question we have to ask ourselves. The internet has its pros and cons. Um and like everything else, there's always a sacrifice. I'm re I'm realizing this more and more in life that there is sacrifices in everything you do whether you want it or not you just for me i like to know the sacrifices before i get into things but it doesn't happen like that all the time so with the internet we're having it's like almost like a, a ton of <laughs> i don't know how to describe it it's a ton of people getting access to each other it's one big world where everyone is there and it's almost very competitive it's um it's just a large community of people online um and what happens with industries particularly in architecture is we have there will be situations where a skill that would require you to have an all-compassing experience is something that um can become I won't say an issue, but it's something that uh, you find that can be um, outsourced, right? So just like other industries, where it be mark, um, whether it may be, you know, manufacturing and stuff like that. Similarly, it's happening in architecture. You know, work is being outsourced. All right, that's first thing. Now, if you're someone that owns a business and your bottom dollar, you want to make max profit, of course, you don't mind outsourcing. And that's like the unfair, tricky, dicky thing to it. So I, I, I have no, I'm not that I have no problem in cutting corners, but um, there, this world is a, a very unfair place. And so... You have to cut corners and, in, and and do things, underhanded things, to get to where you need to get to. And the best of it all have done that. And 
when they see when they have the results it's to them they're it's worth it as so for another person they may think that's cruel why would you be unfair to someone who helped you you know along the way or why would you um disregard loyalty when someone has been there for you in the tough times you know even though it's a fair exchange because you're paying them and you're giving you they're getting us a, a service but sometimes people put in a bit more you know into the job and you know then sometimes they're dropped right and so it's kind of like an unfair just checks and balances capitalism type of situation so a person with a business will see the benefit of outsourcing uh you know outsourcing a job right um and you know so you're seeing it more and more with countries abroad um doing the outsourcing whether it be with 3D models and so someone who lives here in the US who who's who has put in a lot of money um time skills into making 3D models and present and presentation work that's highly uh, beautiful their their profit margin goes down and so like other well of, of course there's a pros and cons to doing outsourcing or stuff you wouldn't outsource a big big project but you may outsource something really small if you're a small office right and so these are the things that the internet has brought onto us um and some would say well you know those are people abroad they're working just you know they're working hard they're you know they want to also get a piece of a pie a you know something um get opportunities to you know thrive as well right this is the the, the sacrifice or i should say the conundrum <laughs> again that we all have to face this is a country of immigrants right and before you even decide to come to the US or to move to another country um for just work or to work live uh become um you know looking for opportunity this is this is the moment you have to think of right when um when someone comes to another country it doesn't have to be the US they come seeking opportunity um and in seeking this opportunity one would put themselves sometimes in a vulnerable vulnerable place uh where they will accept or take any job sometimes not any job but just something that's related to their field or um something that they can do that would um that coincides with their interest and with doing so they will take whatever um whatever is being offered to them and so when you one does that what sometimes happens in a capitalist dog eat dog world is an employer a person depending on the demands if there's a high demand for the position they will they will pay people way less than the market requires so if someone has been farming all their life for example 
or someone has been cleaning all their life and they realize we there's a bunch of people coming in for similar jobs as mine that I was thinking of getting a raise but um there's the demand is so that the demand is so high for this type of job that I may have to settle for less than even what I'm you know currently making or was making right and so what happens is as an immigrant coming into a country new market you're seeking for a job an opportunity and so you will take anything that is offered and because um usually in a market where uh there's more needs for something well there's no more need but there's more need for jobs for my people and there's little jobs available people tend to you know offer less right some may say that's not fair you should charge what you regularly would others say no um i see that there is um, there is some opportunity to take advantage and I will do that by charging less. Now, this is where humanity and, um, you know, people having goodwill and all those different things comes into play. And unions and lack of the, <laughs> of it comes in where employers will take advantage of people's vulnerable situation and offer way below market value for something just because right um and so this is what happens and you know people just have to understand this is the fate now this happened in every situation where there's an influx of in immigrants, whether it be Irish, whether it be Italian, whether it be Russian, all different periods of the U.S., um, you know, you see videos and pictures of the tenements in lower Manhattan, influx of immigrants just looking for anything that they can get, any opportunity they can get at no, no price whatsoever. They're, they're basically living off of um, pennies, nothing. You know, when there were millionaires back then that can probably um, pay more. But, uh, you know, people, as human beings, you know, we're kind of greedy. And when we're given the opportunity to make more money, we do so, right? So this is the, one of the, the, this is one point that's important, right? Now, next, once someone... Um, once someone now has, they've done their due, what is it they say? Um, there's a terminology for it. When you've done your, oh my goodness, I forgot the term. But anyway, you've done your time, you've done what you needed to do, you've saved up, you've elevated yourself as an immigrant, and now you're in a different position in life. You know, you say you've become middle class. Um, you know, you've done the, the hard work, the grunt work, right? Um, you have now to pay back. <laughs> Basically, this is the sacrifice now. The sacrifice stage that you're going to experience. Because now, now you have to deal with the ghost of the past. The ghost of the past is 
new immigrants coming in again that may take the jobs that your future grandchildren or children um, may need so you know say you have a, a son or daughter that's out of college they uh, they're looking for a job in a certain industry but there's new immigrants that do come in and take those jobs seeking the same opportunity that you did once upon a time right um, and they now are dealing with a situation where um, what they would what would be the typical rate for that job is no longer the rate anymore because people are coming in and taking it at a lower rate this is the ghost of the past and um, it's it's really hard it's a really hard pill to swallow and like i said before everything comes with a sacrifice and this is what um this is something people really do have to to deal with um yeah it's really a difficult one now i was watching um a mini documentary talking about what was a mini documentary it was just a little video talking about the history of the Chinese in the US which is new to me and I went to high school here um, my brother is in high school and he hasn't studied any Chinese American history these are just things you just have to learn on your own when you do um, become an adult a lot of history wouldn't be taught to you so you just have to Seek it out your way or just um, by chance or always try to find some sort of media that talks about history. So um, the video was talking about Chinese American history and the deals that the Chinese government has made with um, different countries around the world, including the Caribbean, everywhere in the world, where they take on projects whether it be infrastructure projects or just simply opening businesses in different countries. But what happens is once um, they open these businesses, they are allowed to bring in workers from China. That's the deal. And so um, this is a very unique way of immigration that could possibly... Um, deal with the um, deal with the situation of um, what I mentioned just now that you know many immigrants will come in and they will be working under American American situations so American economic situations right um, which is you would say taking jobs from taking jobs from American that's what some people would say but basically taking positions that would that typically would have a certain rate but because of greed and um, taking advantage some people would uh, lower the rate the salary rate because someone is in a vulnerable position and they, they would take it they would take the position so it sort of lessens this type of um, this type of, of situation because what they did in this was like in the what time was this in the US? Um, I don't even remember the period, but this is something that still goes on today. Um, where Chinese, um, Chinese citizens would 
especially those that are, you know, they have some um, assets or money, they would come and they would open a business and then they would bring in, um, they would bring Chinese citizens to work, working their businesses. And so these Chinese workers would be people that are looking to start off new, start afresh in a new country. And so they're doing the groundwork, they're doing their, they're paying their dues. That's what I meant to, I was trying to remember earlier. They're paying their dues working underneath, under people that are, um, that are actually bringing a business into a new, uh, in, they're bringing a new business into an economy versus these Chinese, um, the Chinese citizens are coming into an already, uh, into a market that's not conducive to them um, and also you know that's already there existing for a while so their method of immigration is different from other countries other people and so it doesn't well I don't know because I've heard stories of abuse and of abuse of power it still happens within their structure but now it, they're dealing with their own citizens who are taking advantage of them um, and they're paying their dues and in the hopes that once they're off, pay, finished paying their dues, they can go on and prosper on their own. Perhaps open their own business or, um, you know, go on and have other businesses of their own. Um, so this is just something to think of. Um, I mean, I can't say that, okay, immigrate, all, all kind of people that send in immigrants from a country, they have to come with a business, someone, you know, you know, Chinese, China has a unique situation where they have a large population. They have a significant large population and everyone can't have the Chinese dream, which I don't know is what it is. Um, so if people are given the opportunity to, um, migrate abroad and start a business and to perhaps hire other Chinese nationals. That's why some people, they're like, why are all, most Chinese restaurants run by other Chinese people or all nail salons are filled with only Chinese people? There's like no one that's American working there. It's because, I don't know if these laws are still in place or if these these um, agreements are still in place that they have, that the agreement they made with these countries um, where they only hire um, you know Chinese residents uh, to do a residence or Chinese citizens to do the job you know this does have uh, pros and cons to it because you find that um, in countries in Africa where this is also happening where uh, infrastructure is being built by the Chinese uh, bank, um, you know, a lot of the work is being done by Chinese citizens, um, and their presence is definitely felt, um, and the work is getting done, because apparently when they do work, when they do deals in other countries, especially countries in Africa, they don't just give money. They actually do everything. So every part, like if you're going to, if they have money and they're like, listen, we want to build some roads for you. We want to build your highways. We want to do all these things. It's not a matter of dollar cents. That's why I think 
particularly a lot of people, particularly the African people um, of certain countries, uh, they feel like um, China is doing more for their their specific country in Africa than say the rest of Europe and America has been do, is doing because I, I don't I think because Chinese the Chinese presence is being felt in these countries you know people are actually versus say okay the US giving or the UN which is basically those countries like England all these you know come together and they put money towards uh, these countries um, so the UN giving money okay to a, pre- a president or a prime minister of a certain country in Africa to build um, an electrical system um, for lights for the city giving them the money and them not using the money properly and so no one sees the money and so the same situation resides. People say, where is all this money we're getting from all these other countries? We're not seeing it. Versus saying, listen, we're going to um, build, we want to build some um, lighting system in your country. We want to make sure that all towns or cities in, um, in your capital is um, highly lit and it's visible. You know, people can see. We're going to send Americans that are hardworking over there to work on these projects um, for you. And, um, you know, like the Chinese, they come, they do their work, and they, they either leave the country or they uh, take a precedence. Um, you don't see those things. You don't, you know, the only time you'll see the presence of foreign uh, foreigners in these countries or if there's conflict now, some would argue, well, why would you want, you know, no one would truly want um, Americans or English or Canadian uh, people coming into their country and building stuff. Says who? If you build, if you're, you're visibly building stuff, like you're in, you're in the sun, you're there, you're, you're building a bridge, you're building a highway for these countries and there are American workers doing the jobs, um... I don't think no one's going to, you know, bat a lash at that. But if the only time you're coming in the country is when there is a revolution, a coup, um, some sort of of visible um, violence, that's the only time you're coming in, It's that's kind of like we only care when... Uh, when it comes to leadership of a country and leadership means someone controls the head of the country and so we want to know who's going to be controlling the head so we can do what we need to do uh, whenever we need to do or whatever we need to do in your country and I mean there's a lot of dictators in Africa in Africa uh, in terms of countries um but that's just an example, and there's still some of them. Have, they're still leading these countries after after over thirty years, you know. So, there's some of them are still very strong in these countries, and yeah, it is what it is. But um, the whole idea of uh, China coming in these countries, bringing their workers, them doing the work, returning to China or going to a different country, or seeing taking up residence in these countries, um, open and opening businesses, um is really telling you know it's like you have to think to yourself whether or not they're taking advantage of the situation or not um the presence 
is is being felt and it's being viewed as a positive thing uh, at least for most people but for others they see there's something negative so there and remember again i said everything comes with a sacrifice i know this podcast is going really long but there's so many rocks and stones to turn over into understanding the world of work and how it works um it's so much to think of and how can people strategize and do things differently that others have done and maybe can work um as it when it comes to immigration and immigrants and work and from going from an immigrant to a citizen and really taking up roots in a country these are the sacrifices that a country that's based on immigration has to to come face to face with because you know at some point in time everyone was vulnerable to the country and they had to pay their dues and move on up once you move on up someone in your generation will be the sacrifice for some other um vulnerable immigrant coming in and i realized that and it's like wow you know no one really thinks of it that think of of immigration in this way um so it's a lot to think of it's a lot for people to really consider what does immigration mean to you and what does citizenship mean to you um it's something how can you strategize with this is it possible to deal with the situation by putting all all you can into prospering and doing well so that your next three generations would not deal with this or should we only push and go to do highly skilled jobs where you know the the chances of it being outsourced or um being outsourced is like little to none but i to be honest all skilled jobs are being outsourced in some form some form or fashion even doctors you know i'm thinking okay doctors have their their position in in the world of work is solidified like they don't have any issues whatsoever but that's not true because machines robots are taking are becoming something um that's being perfected and it's something that's being considered um, a replacement um and yeah it's happening it's actually happening it's more pre- uh, it's as precise um and so that's just how it goes sometimes um yeah like i i i i, I know that yes as humans we do have a lot to contribute to the world that's something that machines can cannot contribute and something that um other world other countries can contribute so you know if you're living in the US you have a specific advantage to someone that's living abroad and maybe it is using weighing more on your um on your pros can be something that they wouldn't have the access to so for example if you're you're living within the US you have the you have they you know your client has a luxury of having instant um or even local access to you versus on a phone call you know some people don't want to do to do business on a phone or do business on an email you know um so that's an advantage that uh one has um and people more and more people are kind of becoming exhausted with the internet and computers and 
apps and all these things. It becomes exhausting after a while. You do need to take a break. And once you, you take a break from it all, what is there, you know? There's rarely that human interaction. And there's a lot of industries are moving from person-to-person interaction to online. But there needs to be a balance because people do get exhausted with dealing with online situations. So there's some things to think of and ways to get around things. And just something for especially college students, graduates, those in school to really think of. Um, And that's it for now. Well, thank you for listening. I hope this was uh, some food for thought and um, something to think about. It's a lot to think about in the world. And I don't want to say that, you know, it's bad, but it's just a matter of understanding, okay, these are... These are the situations and um, dealings that I have to work work around and deal with. So just having an understanding of the pros and cons and what you're putting yourself into, what you're getting into, is um, is important sometimes. And so, yeah, I think that's something to really live by and to try to navigate the world. So, um, if you're not aware of my website, it's called The Real, R-E-E-L, on architecture. It's going to be in the, the description area. My book is called Sing Out a Drawing. Um, it's, about, it's about a little character called Mr. Pencil working in an architecture firm and the life and the, the life that he goes through. This is a children's book and there's going to be more stories to come. And this is for our future architects of the world. So you can get the link in the info on where you can buy the book. If you want the hard copy of the book or you want the digital version of the book, you can uh, put the link for the the two copies, so the ebook and the physical book. Um, And yeah, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Thank you again.